Welcome! In today's episode, we are going to talk about a sweet topic, the cocoa that is transformed into our favorite chocolate bars. And a not-so-sweet side of that, the challenges that farmers are still facing globally, and specifically in Ghana and Ivory Coast, where 60% of the cocoa comes from West Africa and within this region. For this episode, I am with Abdullahi, the international coordinator of the cocoa program of Ricolto. First of all, And since we're going to talk about living income in the Cocoa Value Change, Abdullahi, what is your favorite chocolate? Thank you very much, Geraldine. My favorite chocolate is crunchy with at least 80% of cocoa. Yummy! I am in Honduras, also a cocoa-producing country. Mine is natural plants bar with 87% of cocoa. What does cocoa, chocolate, and living income have to do with each other? Could you break this down for our listeners? First of all, I think it's important to indicate that chocolate is made from cocoa. So, for instance, when we talk of living income, we are talking about uh, the, an income or a net income that a cocoa farmer needs to earn in order to have decent standards of living for his or her household. Example, if you have a cocoa farmer in Ghana who has a household size of five, What that means is that these farmers' major source of income is from cocoa production. So when they produce cocoa, it is expected that the net income they obtain from cocoa within a year should be able to take care of uh, their household in terms of providing them with good food, good accommodation, good education, um, should also be able to Uh, provide good transportation for the entire household and also they should be able to save some for emergencies. So when you talk of cocoa, chocolate and living income, what that means is that the chocolate that we consume, we like so much, uh, in buying that, the proceeds from that at the end of the day, farmer, the, fa the cocoa farmer who produces the cocoa should be able to obtain or to have decent standard of living for his or her household. And what does it mean for a private company to work with a living income view and approach in the cocoa sector? Could you share Ricolto's working experience? If you look at a private sector company, be it a cocoa buying company or a chocolate manufacturing company, what it means is that the chocolate manufacturing company or the private company working with farmers to support them to improve income through cocoa production. It could be mainly cocoa production by paying the private sector company paying better prices to cocoa farmers. It could as well be the private cocoa company working with farmers to diversify, addition to, to go into additional income uh, generation activities. For instance, in Ghana, We have a cocoa program where we work with private companies and in this case, little working with the private company to invest in uh, a smallholder cocoa farmers to diversify their income in addition to the income that they get from uh, cocoa. So i.e. we work with them to produce yam in addition to cocoa. We work with some of the farmers to produce soap in addition to cocoa. We work with some of the farmers to produce rice in addition to cocoa. And we also work with all the farmers under the program 
to access finance in order to increase investment in additional income opportunities so that at the end of the day, they would be able to invest on their own without necessarily demanding or expecting additional funding from uh, an external source. So in this case, Recoto is the main facilitator. We facilitate, we support farmer organizations. We work with the private sector companies to design these approaches and also to implement them with farmers on the field. As we see, it is a project with a wide collaboration of actors of the cocoa and the chocolate chain. Could you tell us what is the role of Ricolto in this collaboration? Ricolto as an organization, we work for sustainable income, nutritious and affordable food for all. This is our vision and this is what we work for as an organization. We do this because we believe that the better world starts from our plates. And it's also so because if you look at the cocoa sector, what we are doing now is we're looking at how do we support smallholder cocoa farmers to attain sustainable income and also contribute to uh, availability of nutritious and affordable food for all, particularly within cocoa producing landscapes. So what we do is that we basically develop our strategies around three thematic areas. We facilitate with uh, focusing on sustainable cocoa production, which is looking at producing cocoa in a socially, economically, and environmentally sustainable way. The second strategic area has to do with uh, market inclusion, where we're looking at working with farmers and farmer organizations, as well as private sector companies to establish fair, transparent, and mutual beneficial trading relationships. Uh, the third strategic pillar has to do with enabling environment. So we're looking at how do we work with public-private sector stakeholders to come together to develop enabling policies that will support in building resilient and sustainable cocoa sector across the globe. Specifically in our programs, we do currently have programs in different parts of the world. And all these, our programs are uh, dotted around these three strategic areas. Uh, we do have a program in Ghana, in Cote d'Ivoire, where we are focusing on living income. How do we work with the farmers to attain living income by, one, supporting them to improve productivity, when we talk of improving productivity, it's not about increasing uh, final output, but we are looking at increasing productivity per unit area so that you don't increase the total output, but you maintain what farmers produce and you are able to also contribute to uh, uh, through uh, rehabilitation and intensification. You are able to contribute to reducing the size of land that is under cocoa production. We also work with income diversification, and we couple that with dynamic agroforestry systems, where we introduce farmers into different food production systems in order to provide additional income to farmers. 
And finally, we first we look seriously on access to finance, both for SMEs and also for farmer organization, but more importantly for individual farmers, so that at the end of the day, you can have continuity in whatever interventions we would have started as an element of improving living income for cocoa farmers. Ricolto runs four global programs in 17 countries around the world. Abdullahi, what we can expect from this project in the coming years and how other actors can collaborate with Ricolto? Ricolto, first of all, is a network, is a network organization uh, that is uh, organized around three commodity clusters. That is the cocoa cluster, rice cluster, coffee cluster, and one program cluster known as the Food Smart City Program Food Smart City Cluster. These are clusters that we have organized. So we are arranged around these four clusters. And within these four clusters, we also run programs and projects in about 17 countries around the world. We do have programs in Latin America, we have programs in Southeast Asia, we have programs in East Africa. We have programs in West Africa, and we also have programs in Europe, particularly in Belgium. Also, I know that the organization is emphasizing in the inclusion of young people to achieve long-term change. What does this look like on the ground globally working in Cocoa? What would it mean for me if I wanted to start a business in the Cocoa chain? If you look at youth inclusion, there has been a number of studies, and one of them particularly, I think, by uh, IFPRE, that is International Food Policy Research Institute, that indicated that young people do not want to get involved in agriculture, for that matter, cocoa production, because they want quick money, and they do not think that uh, cocoa has that potential. But I tell you, cocoa has a potential in a sense that one, if we look at the business side of it, you look at supporting young people to set up SMEs, that is small and medium enterprises that provide farm management services to farmers. That is a quicker way of providing income to young people within cocoa producing landscape. Again, access to quality input, farm input, is a challenge in most of the cocoa producing areas in the world. So one of the things is that we need to look at how do we empower young people? How do we work with young people to set up businesses that will venture into services like uh, selling uh, agro input to farmers, cocoa farmers within their communities? These are all opportunities within the cocoa sector that are available for young people and for which we are working to make sure that these opportunities are turned into real business opportunities for young people so that they can be engaged in the cocoa sector into the future. That includes somebody like you who has the business mentality and who has the interest to invest in the cocoa chain then we work with you to set up businesses that can either provide farm management services to cocoa farmers or that can also provide other services like input sales to farmers or even harvesting and post-harvest management 
services to farmers. So these are the opportunities that we work to support young people to get involved in the cocoa sector. Abdullah, we have reached the end of our conversation. Thank you for sharing about your experience and telling us about this initiative in Ghana. It is now clearer to me and for sure to our listeners because living income is an approach that goes beyond the traditional ideas of poverty, alleviation, like working to support basic subsistence and survival for farmers. And in the reality, it puts a strong emphasis on the idea of decency and earning enough income to live comfortably. Do you still have a final message you want to share with our listeners? Thank you very much. I think this has been an interesting discussion. And my aim is that at the end of the day, every smallholder farmer everywhere in the world will have decent income, will have living income, and they will be able to provide decent standard of living for their families. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about what we do, we invite you to our podcast by Ricolto, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.